Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit breakfast with Dan and Christy. Bordy Panto last night went off like a frog in a sock back at the Theatre Royal for its 20th year. It was so lovely at opening night last night at Theatre Royal for the show Hansel and Regretal. It's heaps of fun. And there was a great crowd too last night. Um, mm. All the cast were fantastic. Well, except, I mean, you were great, except Dan. Me. We can't say that about ourselves, though, because Dan and I are in Look, it. We can't I don't go, mean oh, to we blow so smoke great. up my own rectum, but jeez, <laughs> I love to float my own boat. How do we I say it? I was exquisite. We had a great time we on did have stage. A great time. And hopefully, people, you know, we were only, Dan and I are only a little bit, um, and we're that's cameos. totally fine with yeah. us. Uh, it's a fun show. Producer Maddie, you came. Um, okay, to right. the show Jeez, last night, <laughs> and um, you had a great time. It was super you? neat. He Thank really you enjoyed it. it was <laughs> um, yeah, it was so good. I, that was my mm. first proper panto experience. Mm. So yeah. I sat, sat in the audience, telling, "They're behind you." Yeah, you really it's got so into it. Fun. Mm. Did you recognise Dan and I when we went on stage because we played two-headed twins? <laughs> no, he just doesn't work with us every day from six till nine a.m. No, I saw who these two these blonde people. Who are they? <laughs> You're wearing I have no terrible idea who that two-headed twins are. <laughs> So in the mm. show, right, Dan and I, I said to Dan, I was like, oh, we should wear some wigs, you know. Mm. We should really play into the character. And Dan actually owns them. This yep. was the funniest thing. He just comes into work and he brings, like, these mullet mm. wigs that he has just laying around. I've got so much just stuff over the years because <laughs> the amount of parody songs and, and film clips I've done and, you know, just going to Christmas parties and stuff. I've got pluck a duck outfits. I've got wigs. I've got uh, f- three-piece suits. You know, I've got spandex. Uh, but it's all for a good cause. MS Society of Tasmania. 50 grand was raised um, over the years and stronger than ever pantomime and it's so much fun I reckon this is the best show we've done I yeah. reckon the out of all the pantos out of the two we've done this is the better one this is <laughs> this is so much fun like I said it's called Hansel and Regretal um, you can bring the family along like I'll bring my son on Saturday night it's a bit cheeky but He's you know learn some new words that's it well, trust me it's something he hasn't heard before <laughs> uh, if you want to get tickets uh, we'd love to see you like Dan just said mm. you know it's for a great cause as well raising money for charity it's an interactive show, so mm. you can kind of talk to the people on stage and you have a fun banter. Yeah, oh, please come along and mm. heckle us. Yeah. We'd love you to. We got booed, and I didn't. I wasn't expecting that. I'm like, great. Like, I'm going to lap this up. Was it a good boo or a bad boo? I think they were saying boo earned <laughs> at the time. Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. Hit Dan and Christy. The Weird World of Dan. Just off air, uh, Christy's having a coughing attack or starting so, to throw up. Sorry, everybody. I'm trying to not cough. I didn't want to interrupt Dan's Weird World segment. I've All been right. a bit sick, but apparently this story is a bit sicker. Oh, this is worse. You're going to throw up uh, because mummies are rare, Egyptian mummies, because we ate them at one stage. Europeans mm-hmm. regularly consumed Egyptian mummies. They did not. Right up your sphinx. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, eating corpses to gain their powers or yeah. to heal ailments. Did you know this? No, this I had no idea. Bad. How did um, you find out about this? Well, I just went on I Love Science um, and they did say this. So um, everyone from peasants to King Charles II chomped down on the deceased for a very long time. Uh, no medical benefits whatsoever, by the way, but they thought they gave it magic powers. So it's kind of like the Romans back in the day. They drank the blood of gladiators to gain their strength. They did some really messed up things. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it was Brendan Fraser as the mummy, oh, can yeah. understand you tucking that in. That would be better. <laughs> yeah. I'd tuck into him, I'll tell you what. He had some abs back in the day. But um, uh, sorry, Hannibal, settle down. In Europe, it was a thing to eat body parts, particularly the skull, ground up, So uh, as well as mummies. So they would have unwrapping parties of mummies would they and really? just start tucking in. They're having a ball. Well, you can... Mm. You, oh, my God. I mean, it does make sense. Like, you hear of... Um, 
you hear of people that have had... Sense. <laughs> Listen, let me right, explain mate. that for a second. I'm not into really messed up things with hubby Justin. Oh, but, you know, mm, you hear stories... He's daddy. <laughs> he's uh, my yeah. Brendan Fraser. You hear stories of people that, you know, get lost in the wilderness. And there was that plane crash many years ago, I remember, about 14 people. I think this was... I can't mm. remember off the top of my head. Anyway, they had to eat the body of the survivor. Oh, but yeah. it, I mean, of the deceased person. And mm. that's how they survived. Like... You know, it kind of like they were okay in human flesh. Yeah, I know. Would you do it? If you, oh, I suppose if worse came to worse, you'd have a ball, wouldn't you? You'd uh, eat a clown. That'd taste funny. <laughs> um, but they used to dry and uh, like get the flesh of human bodies, embalm them with myrrh and spices, and uh, yeah, just sometimes put them in forms of liquids, sometimes in solid form. Um, but they said it was medicine. They crushed up the skull, fat, and the mummies. And mm. there you go. So um, that's why there's not many mummies anymore because they were all dug up in the 1700s <laughs> and they were eaten. No more mummies, fluids. just milfs. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, yeah. And this lady has joined us to talk about thylacines being resurrected from the dead. <laughs> Tessa Randello, good morning. Good How are you morning. Going? I'm good. The Eye of the Tiger, the Tasmanian tiger, uh, extinct. But they do say you can resurrect the thylacine using DNA and uh, Jurassic Park-style science. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. the very basics of it. But there's this Australian um, scientist called Andrew Pask who's actually opened a lab at the University of Melbourne. And he is working on bringing back the thylacine and they have just partnered with a US company called Colossal Colossal Biosciences and they are also trying to bring back extinct as- animals which is crazy. Whoa. Oh, they really are. So it is like Jurassic Park. A little bit like Dr. Jurassic Ian Park. Dr. Ian Malcolm's involved and uh, <laughs> yeah, I believe Jeff Goldblum's shirtless <laughs> at the time. But it's you shouldn't play God, should you, uh, with this kind of thing? No, but you know what? Mm. This is still to this day I think my favorite thing about the whole thylacine thing is mm. the thylacine awareness group of Australia. Um uh <laughs> found out Neil Waters legend who we've spoken to Neil before. He's a really lovely guy. Mm-hmm. And the website is all about how he started this group in 2014, eight months after his second thylacine sighting in Northeast mm. Tasmania. Mm. So if you ask Neil, the thylacine they, isn't they've extinct. They've been around they've for been a been long time. They're just they're cruising around. around. No. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they've already been around. Um, but Bernie. they're doing genome sequencing. So the engineering behind this is it's, so fascinating, isn't it's it? It's so crazy. So what they kind of do is that they've worked out what's in the DNA of a Tasmanian tiger, worked out what animal is closest to that DNA, and then they kind of work that together to then bring the thylacine back. Mm. The American company um, is actually working on artificial wombs so that they can literally put the cells in and bring these animals back into existence. Wasn't this that thing that... And Chris Hemsworth was involved in this as well, apparently. Remember the, how that came out I'm about pretty contributing sure, some funding? Mm. Yeah, they funded... They put some funding into the um, the American company that's kind of behind ah, it. Interesting. Mm. But like you said, Dan, like, what is the point? What just... Why? And imagine being Let's the Tasmanian learn... tiger being born into this. Like, you went extinct in yeah. 1936. And Let's you're just like, oh, oh, my God, this is like Pet cemetery. I know. We, mm. we messed up. Re-animated. We lost the animal. Mm. Let's just learn to look after the animals and the wildlife that we already have. Mm. You know, that's where I go in my head. Why don't we bring back the dodo while we're there? (laughs)
and the unicorn and perhaps, you know, uh, some Sasquatch action. Oh, uh, Yeah, that'd be cool. Or, um, you know, Nessie. Uh, but this is going to be a feature on the listener app. It's on the briefing. So you've researched this yeah. and you're going to be interviewing all the people involved. So, yeah, I've been working on it. I've been talking to Andrew Pask. I talked to the founder of Bioscience, uh, Colossal Bioscience, and it'll be up in a couple of days. So that's really exciting. Woo-hoo. Just because scientists thought that they could doesn't mean that they should. That's a <laughs> great quote from Jurassic Park, by the way. Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. These are some songs that you did not know were covers. So I'm going to play the originals and you're just going to go, wow, was that a cover song? Because right. musicians, you know, put a song out to the world and sometimes, you know, it doesn't even belong to them anymore. It becomes yours in a way. And this is what these songs have done. Uh, they change the style, they interpret the meaning. And did you know that this song by Natalie Imbruglia is not her? I do love Natalie Imbruglia. She just did uh, the cause up in Launceston. You test that him. She's the best. We went to the same school. Yeah, did ya? Sure, she's I didn't meet her. She's a lot older than me. Oh, she but is. um, yeah, we went to the same school. I was at, I was that was like, oh, Natalie Brule, you went to this <laughs> school. I still remember that. Yeah. Um, and what did you say? We'd all say, wow, did not know that was wow, a cover. Wow, did not know that. Uh, there's a band called Edna Swap that wrote Torn. Real grungy. So she made it famous in 1993. Hers was better, I'm just going to say. But um, it sold 1.2 million singles in the UK. Wouldn't you be real dirty uh, on Nelly and Brulia just going, oh, well, um, I suppose you get the royalties from yeah. it, wouldn't you? No, well, she would, have to, she would have had the rights to do it. Like, you mm. can't just remake someone's song. But I think mm. it would have hurt because she really made it her own, especially the film clip. Everyone remembers that iconic film clip for Torn by Nelly and Brulia. Yeah. So you would think it was just hers. It was like she was writing, I mean, mm-hmm. and singing from the heart, you know, so much angst. I yes. honestly believed that that was her song. And she was on Neighbours too, by the way. Nelly Brule, one of the best. So are you, Christy Hayes. That was um, irrelevant. But, okay, but keep going, but <laughs> Tell me more. Lou Carpenter was also on it. How good's that? And Harold Bishop. Um, but this song, you would think this is Aretha Franklin, right? Of course, Aretha. It's not, it's not originally. So um, she actually covered this song. Um, back in 1967, uh, Otis Redding uh, wrote this. There we go. That's incredible as well. They're both as good as each other. And he actually criticised her for taking the song from oh. him. You just have a little respect next time, uh, Aretha Franklin, next time you do that. And this one I absolutely thought was hers. Uh, girls do want to have fun, don't they? Cindy Lauper. Yes, it is. Come no, on. What? Not even. No, it's not. So is it? This was recorded in 1979. And, um, yeah, many listeners would remember this great name, Robert Hazard. Very like Sex Pistols, isn't it? He wasn't too thrilled either um, because she covered it and it became, yeah, massive for her in the 1984. Sold one million copies in yeah, the US. Yeah, it makes sense that she sings. Well, she's a girl for a start. Mm. It sounded so much more True. like an anthem as opposed to, what's his name? Robert. <laughs> Good on Robbie. Robert Hazard. That guy. I'd hazard a guess he wasn't too thrilled with it all. <laughs> Breakfast with Dan and Christy will go anywhere you do with the listener app. Get it today. Get your tissues ready, everybody, because the cast of Friends, um, Jennifer Aniston, David Schwimmer, Lisa Kudrow, the remaining cast of Friends have done a tribute post about Matthew Perry 
Jennifer Aniston has just posted hers. Uh, Lisa Kudrow and David Schwimmer have just done theirs as well. We found out Courtney Cox um, said beautiful words yesterday, as did Matt LeBlanc. And um, you know what? I, I Just before we go into what these beautiful people have said about their dear friends, someone that they love so much, I was getting so angry about mm. all the nasty comments t- to these very famous and grieving people saying, mm. where's your tribute post to this? Why haven't you said anything on social media? It's like... They're, They're real people are heartbroken. Yeah. You don't just get on Instagram and do mm. a post about someone the day that they passed away. Like it was so yeah. nasty. And I'm glad that they didn't rush this and they did this in their own time. And it mm. looks like they, you know, have really spoken from the heart. And you can't even imagine how devastated they are. You, can, you can't imagine the insane wave of emotions that uh, no one have experienced. Like he made them laugh every single day and they loved him so much. It would be a devastating loss and um, so much creativity in Matthew Perry. I don't know about you, but I've been watching so much episodes of Friends yeah. since and just all the highlights. Highlights, and, um, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, the bloopers, that's what's been getting me through because... <laughs> Because mm. I've started to rewatch Friends, and I know Dan, you said you rewatched the Friends reunion, mm. um, and I follow all these pages on Instagram which have the outtakes, which is I love just as much because you see their <laughs> yeah. chemistry and their banter, and how funny he was. And this mm. is what they all say in their posts about him. And I loved what Courtney Cox said yesterday when she talks about. You remember when Monica and Chandler when they first got together, and there's that scene, yes, you in know, London, yeah, and um, and Ross barges in like I'm getting married today, and there, and you find out that Monica's actually in bed with Chandler, but no one sees it. Mm. And Courtney Cox talked about in her tribute post to Matthew Perry how they ad libbed a line that means made it up on the spot. It wasn't in the script. They ad libbed a line at the end that Matthew Perry came up with. It didn't get to air because it was very dirty, but it's very funny. We've got to grab. Morning, Ross. I'm getting married today. Yeah, yard. Oh, you think you knew I was here? Okay, your turn. And it was the audience reaction because they were just going to have it as a one-off between, you know, um, Chandler and Monica. And then they're just like, well, that reaction says everything. And that kind of encapsulates friends. I don't know about you, but I prefer that than the Ross and Rachel um, relationship in Friends. So do I. To mm. me, because the standout was always Ross and Rachel, and I think that was because of the breakup, get back together thing, breakup, get back together thing, but I, I agree with break, you. Yeah. Monica and Chandler, to me, in Friends, they mm. were actually the ultimate love story, because what's beautiful about them is that they were friends first, and mm-hmm. then they fell in love, and they got married, and they had the babies in the end, you know, and they moved away. Um, and the running thing you can see is how everyone is saying how funny Matthew Perry was. Jennifer Aniston's mm. tribute, oh, my God, it is so beautiful. You have to go and look at it. Get some tissues out. It'll make you cry. And then she's also posted um, the video of, of an incredibly touching moment on Friends between Rachel and Chandler. Let me just say something, because once we get into this, I'm going to get all uncomfortable and probably make some stupid joke. I just want to say that I, I love you and I'm going to miss you. Oh, you know what? Let's not say anything else. I love you. <laughs> mm, not so tight. Oh! <laughs> that impeccable comic, comic timing from Matthew Berry. Amazing. Rest in peace, mate. Hobart's Hit 100.9. Hit Breakfast with Dan and Christy. It was music's night of nights last night. The ARIA Awards in 2023. The Australian music industry came together for the biggest night of all time. Amazing. Yeah. And you've been before, you said, like five times? I've been about five times over the years. Um, it's been good because, like, sometimes there's international artists. I got to meet Harry Styles one year, which was really cool. What was he like? Uh, pretty good. Um, he didn't have much time for me, but that's fine. He's like, I've got to get... Uh, 
on stage and I've got to go right up the plinky plonk and go have a geezer at Butcher's Hook at Big Ben, isn't it? I'm like, all right, see you, Harry. But he's an amazing performer, actually. Um, I got to meet Maya from, uh, you know, Case of the X. You know, oh, Maya from you would Little have Kim, loved Little her. Marmalade. She's such a babe. Oh, she is. Uh, I said that to her. I'm like, hey. How you doing? No, you what didn't. are you wearing? Did you really? Oh uh, no! I think I just started embarrassingly just singing uh, "Lady Marmalade" <laughs> to her. I'm like, "How good's that song?" Because like, like sometimes people just rock up and you've got to get them quickly and you've got to come up with some kind of content. Think on your feet. I'm like, yeah, but well, that was bad thinking on my feet. And uh, I met uh, Mick Fleetwood too. Oh, Fleetwood Mac. okay. So you've rattled off now two stories which haven't <laughs> gone particularly great. How was it meeting Mick Fleetwood? He was. Just so bothered with chatting to me too. He was like, oh, good. <laughs> not this guy again. Yeah, not this guy. How did you get on the red carpet? <laughs> I have no idea. It was, uh, you just apply, I guess, and, uh, you know. Of course, because you were doing radio as well. Like, this is when you're up in Lonnie, I've you were on the red radio carpet. for a long time. You yeah. get red carpet events occasionally. Well, maybe anyway, the next one, the celebrities will be nice. Maybe we'll go to it. Um, Sydney's Horton Pavilion is a great place to go. G Flip was there, Kylie Minogue, the big winners. Troy Sivan uh, won a bunch of gongs. I love so, him. So, um, yeah, he won uh, Best Artist of the Year, Song of the Year, too, for Rush. That's a great uh, so song. Well done. It is a great song. So, uh, four awards, including, uh, you know, uh, those couple. And uh, Bouger got uh, a gong, too. Dom Dollar, whoever that is. Well done. <laughs> Dom Dollar. Jet are in the Hall of Fame. I like Jet. I like Jet too. I like Jet a lot. And I like Taylor Swift. And yeah. in no surprise, she won Best International Artist. Yeah, so this is her talking about. This means so much to me because it's ordered on by the fans. And I get to see my amazing fans in February so soon. And I'm, I just can't wait. So I wanted to say thank you to you guys for voting. And also thank you to the Arias for celebrating the relationship that artists have with our fans. Oh, good on you, Taylor. That's nice that she did that speech because she'd get yeah. awards like that all over the world from, <laughs> yeah. you know. From... I'd like to thank whatever this is. <laughs> uh, it's a big triangle-shaped <laughs> thing that could kill somebody. Uh, but, yeah, she is the most popular international artist and she is touring uh, very soon and you're going to the Eras Tour. And I can't wait oh, to see her. I've still got to book flights and accommodation. <laughs> Wish me luck with that. Good luck. Um, and Jess Malboy, she had crazy new hair too. So it was bright orange. And this is what she had to say on the red carpet with Justin Hill, our entertainer. Entertainment reporter from Listener. And I thought, you know, I've always wanted to do something kind of courageous and kind of naughty and yeah. a bit sexy. And this is me on the inside. Yeah. And I and I kind of like that. I've never been that kind of public. I think visually with my feelings. And this is how I'm feeling right now. Huh. Orange, you're glad you did that, Jess. <laughs> You should have been on red carpet, dressed to the nines, and chatting to Jess Melbourne. I've met her before. She's super nice. But uh, w- what we want to know is whether these boys won. The Wolf Brothers, Tom and Nick. The best. Nominated for Best Country Music Album. Because Living the Dream was an amazing album by the boys. I was probably their best, I reckon. Yes, so. it was so good. Mm. We love the Wolf Brothers. They're great yep. friends of ours here on Dan and Christy. But they were beaten out by an artist known as... Fanny Lumsden. It's <laughs> an unfortunate name. Wonder if it's deliberate. Her, yeah. That is some good Fanny right there. Hobart's hit 100.9. Hit breakfast with Dan and Christy.